It's time for the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. We'll tell you how to catch more fish and the right way to get on the fish. We'll tell you what's biting and where they're biting. So listen in because... That's where the fish are. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. Share your tips and tricks with us. Now let's bait the hook, toss out the lines, and see what's biting on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Here's fishing guru Eric Brandon, along with Sun Sentinel Outdoor writer Steve Waters. Six o'clock in the dot. Welcome to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Steve Waters, not a breath of wind coming in, man. I mean, just like dead calm. Dead calm. Dead calm, man. Wow. Could be a fine dolphin day, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, as you know, we've been discussing. Everybody's catching dolphins. Except you and me. Well, hard to catch them. <laughs> when you're on a golf course. Yeah, or, or, <laughs> or are selling boats. So. Yeah. But I've seen some big fish this week, not just you know, chicken dolphin or swingers. I'm talking about gaffers, man. Oh, yeah. 15, 25-pounders out there. I know A.B. Raymond and uh, Captain Boucher have both been having some great luck on, uh, on his boat catching dolphin, mahi-mahi, which is great. Yeah, I talked to Captain Bouncer the other day, and uh, he said uh, they just been great dolphin fishing, some shallow, some deep, great sword fishing, too. Yeah, I saw that, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's been been a good week offshore. Bass fishing's getting really good. Uh-huh. So, uh, wh- whatever you like to fish for, chances are you can catch it. We have to bust in a song real quick, man, for Bouncer Smith. You ready? Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Captain Bouncer. Hey, Cap, happy birthday to you, buddy boy. Thank you very, very much. Really appreciate it. <laughs> what number is this, like uh, 45? Where are you at now? Uh, 45 plus. Uh, 23, and we'll be all set. Okay. Hey, I saw some great pictures this week from A.B. Uh, on your boat. You guys have been really catching some nice fish this week. Well, I'll tell you what. Offshore fishing has really been a pleasure. Uh, there's still a few sailfish around. We had we made four drops for swordfish this week, and we caught three fish from 140 to about 175 pounds. Wow. Really, really good. And... uh Plenty of dolphin. I mean, we we were, I think it was uh, Tuesday morning, or maybe it was Wednesday morning, but we were running out to go sword fishing, and it was flock of birds on dolphin after flock of birds on dolphin. It was just nonstop. After we had caught about 20, we just kept going. You know, we kept catch five. Okay, these are not, not that big. They were uh, five or six pounds, and we'd Stop on the next birds. Oh, there's six or seven pounds. And we stopped again. But when we got to 20, we said, okay, let's go catch a couple swordfish. And we took off and left them. But everybody just had great dolphin fishing up until Saturday. Now, Saturday became a little more challenging. Of course, there's a lot more boats out. And if you hung in there all day, everybody ended up with a nice catch. Uh, one of my crew members worked on another boat. They worked offshore and they ended up with eight dolphin and two tunas, and we stayed on the edge, and and we caught six dolphin. Of course, our biggest one was uh, over thirty pounds, which is a beautiful fish, and and several of our fish were over twenty pounds. So we didn't catch a lot, but they sure were beauties. And we were just live baiting in two hundred fifty feet of water. There wasn't enough wind for a kite. 
we just put out a couple of flat lines and a mid bait, you know, down 60 feet and drift with the wind and current. And sure enough, they'd show up and we'd catch one or, or two. And then we'd wait and we'd catch one or two, but uh, really good fishing going on. So, so Bouncer, was that the one uh, you texted the photo of to Eric and me? That was the biggest one we caught yesterday, yes. That, that was yesterday. Now, something interesting yeah. that you and I talked about the other day, you said the dolphin were biting in green water off of, uh, if you go out of government cut, so off uh, Miami Beach. or And uh, you said, but one of the keys was to put down some deeper baits, and you thought maybe that's where there was cleaner water. Yeah, we get a phenomenon once in a while where, Right on top of the water will be green, but if a ship goes by, the water will be a blue trail where that real clean water is underneath the green water. And I suspect that had a lot to do with why, although the water was green, we were still catching dolphin. But uh, uh, Captain Wayne Kahn will talk to you later about the fact that he was catching big dolphin the other day on heavy leads when uh, the guys fishing on top weren't getting any bites at all. So it was really interesting. And we're talking about dolphins. So it, fishing can be unpredictable. It's always a challenge. So. Sure, yeah. But but guys don't normally think, well, I need to go deep for dolphin. But uh, I know that's something you've always preached, cover yep. the water column. You just never know. I've... Dolphin, you know, down on a deep line is very, very common. I've caught sailfish on the bottom in 425 feet of water on cut squid. So the fish just <laughs> show up where they want to be, not where we think they ought to be. It's uh, it's an interesting world out there. Now, I do have a challenge for you. Yeah. Can you tell me how to catch a tarpon? <laughs> <laughs> what? You, the expert on fishing, can't figure that one out? Come on, Cap. Day before yesterday, we had an evening trip. Tarpon were everywhere. And, well, they'll bite when the sun gets a little lower. Well, they'll bite when the sun gets a little lower. Well, they'll bite when the sun sets. Well, they'll bite when it gets darker. Well, they'll bite someday. It was one of the most disappointing tarpon trips. We had uh, beautiful people from the West Palm Beach Fishing Club. It was on their bucket list just to catch a tarpon, and we couldn't produce a tarpon for them. It was really, really a bummer, but uh, I guess that's fishing. They were rolling all over the place, a few free jumpers and everything else, and no bites. What can you do sometimes? Well, Cap, let me ask you a question. I got a rare Sunday off tomorrow. One of our guys I work with named Brad. Now, take uh, me and my two boys out fishing tomorrow, okay? Now, I want dolphin. That's my target species, okay? So please tell me. What I should do, we're going out of, uh, I guess, Port Everglades. What I should do, what bait to bring, and what's the whole shebang? Well, the first thing you want to do is uh, get some rigged or, or rig your own value. Mm-hmm. You no know, fresh value or better than frozen, but if you take good care of your frozen value, they'll work pretty good, too. Or even better, if for durability, is some Bonita strips, which they now sell in a lot of the bait shops. Put some kind of a reverse feather over them so they've got some color and life to them. Mm-hmm. And put two of those on the outriggers. A couple of, I personally, I use uh, Billy Bait Turbo something or others. It's a small all-mylar lure 
but we fish a couple of those, a dark one and a light colored one, like a red and black and a blue and silver or a pink and white, whatever. And you just put those four baits out. And then if you're ambitious, get out your old swordfish rod and put a great big lure on it. Okay. Because if it doesn't catch a blue marlin, it'll make other dolphins think that there's dolphin feeding behind your boat. So they'll come running over to join the party. So you put those five lines out. Yeah, oh, you have to stop at the inlet and buy some pilchards. Make sure your spinning rods are rigged with 50-pound liters, mm-hmm. uh, monofilament, or better still fluorocarbon once in a while, with a uh, something in the neighborhood of a 5.0 or 6.0 J hook, although we use circle hooks that work great because we're going to alternate between dolphin fishing and fishing for sailfish. But at any rate, have your spinning rods ready. Have the pilchards in the live well. Value on the outriggers, feathers on the flat lines, and something big to attract the dolphin. And then look for birds. The, the key this week has been to blind troll starting in 200 feet of water. Look for frigate birds or sooty terns. Sooty terns, the back of them is black and the belly of them is white. And they fly very low to the water, and you'll see them stop and study a weed patch. And if two or three of them are studying a clump of weed, there's some dolphin there. So uh, just look for the birds. We found pallets, turtles, everything yesterday with no fish on them. But when you got on the birds, you caught fish. So, And don't give up on the blind trolling, and don't overshoot the fish, because the most big fish have been in. 200, 300, 400 feet of water, but there have been dolphin as far out as 800, 900 feet of water. So that's what I'd be doing if I were you. I took a lot of notes there, Cap. I'll write all this stuff down and to bring it to my man tomorrow and follow exactly what you said. Well, I hope you get hired, clean, and fish at the cleanest table. All right, Cap, listen, you birthday boy. Take a little break this morning. We'll call you back about 7.30 and chat again, okay? You bet you will be looking forward to it. All right. right. Thanks, Bouncer. Well, the uh, man who's been AWOL for a while is back on the program, Steve Waters. Maybe just very busy fishing or something. I yeah, don't know. I, I think he's fishing too many tournaments. Uh, he's running about this time of day or something. Or? Skip Dana's back on the show. Hey, stranger, welcome back, man. How you been? Good morning, guys. How are you? We missed you for the last couple of weeks again, Skip. Have you been fishing tournaments, or where you been? I've been a busy beaver. I was in Key West and then Palm Beach. I've been all over the place a little bit here. Well, hopefully you caught some fish. Yeah, fishing's been pretty good. Um, I, I heard Ian and Bouncer saying that's exactly right. Two to like 400 has been uh, quite a few really, really nice dolphins. I'm actually uh, just loading bait up right now. We're taking all the kids fishing. We're fishing a little charity event called the, uh, the Trash Can Flam to uh, benefit autism. Oh, so great. Uh, that's great. Taking all the kids fishing. Hopefully we'll catch a few fish. Should be a good morning. Okay, so Skip, when you go out of Hillsborough Inlet, you go north or south or just straight east? Today, I'm probably going to go right out front. Um, there's been, you know, a decent king bite. Up. The, the kings have been biting up and down the line, anywhere from like 100 out to like 140-ish. Uh, but this week, we had the first push of uh, like full-grown springtime tunas, you know, 25, 30-pounders. So we're going to start out front and hopefully get our kingfish, and then we're probably going to work our way a little further south because uh, those tunas always come from the south. So hopefully, we'll run to some tunas, and well, hopefully, we'll catch our four kings and our four tunas, and then we'll go uh, maybe look for some dolphins. Now, Skip, of course, you're on the Hell Nest of Fish City Pride. How's the catch been on the uh, the boats this week? 
they've been doing really, really well. Uh, kingfish, uh, a lot of yellowtails, a few cobias. They caught some big tunas this week, uh, some big muttons. I was actually, I, I ran the boat last night, and I was expecting a really good kingfish bite, but it just didn't happen. We had three bites. A couple of them were just really, you know, smoking bites, and, and that was it. We hit it hard until about 9 o'clock, and then we came inside and caught some snappers. But uh, you know, any day now, those, those kingfish are really going to turn on, and this is the time of year. I know they've been biting really, really well to the north, like uh, from like Lake Worth Pier to Palm Beach Inlet through there. So hopefully they'll, hopefully they'll work their way to us here in a couple of days. Yeah, well, I know the saltwater shootout is a week from today, so there'll probably be some nice kings caught in that tournament. I'm sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there, I mean, there's been some really, really nice kingfish around, you know, 30, 40, 50-pounders. In front of me, I caught a 65-pounder up there off Palm Beach yesterday. Oh, wow. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah, that's that's a monster. That's the biggest one I've heard of in a while. Right yeah, and I actually, I know there were some big fish uh, Eric and Skip caught last week in the Miami Sport Fishing Tournament. I think. Uh, yeah, there, there was some run. There was a 57 and I think a 54 caught in that one. Yeah, fi- yeah. Uh, Laurel David had a 57-pound king. And, yeah, that's, uh, that's almost as big as her. That's right. That's right. She almost <laughs> beat out her mom for uh, top lady angler. I think yeah, she's, she, well, she's definitely going to beat her out. Give her a couple more years, and she's not going to. She, she's unstoppable. So. That, that's it. She's she's probably too polite. Let's mom uh, get to <laughs> that's the rod. Right. But and there was also, I, I believe, a sixty-six pound wahoo, and uh, our buddies on um, on um, well, Captain uh, Mark Lamb and Daryl Decca on. Uh, um, Hardway, hard, hard way, yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they, they, they won the tournament. They, they didn't have that big wahoo, but they had the uh, they had the best catch for sure. Yeah. So uh, this time of year, there's uh, tournaments basically every weekend, and uh, of course, two weeks from today will be the second day of the Pompano Beach Fishing Rodeo. Yeehaw! That's right. And we're look, looking forward to that too. We can't. This is my favorite time of year, springtime when the when the big kings and tuna show up. I like it because you catch everything. All in the same spot because there's big kings, tunas, wahoos, dolphin, cobia, all in the same areas. Right. Well, no. Good. Uh, well, I was going to say real quick what I love about the rodeo, Eric, is you can fish on one of Skip's drift boats. They have a drift angler division. Cool. Hundred fifty bucks. You're in the tournament, and no telling what you cheap. can catch or win. Terrific, man. Hey, also a big day, Steve. Uh, isn't tomorrow the opening of what kind of fish? Oh, being finally, the finally, point. right? Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, group grouper back tomorrow, man. Yeah, big we old actually, uh, We actually turned there. loose a couple of nice groupers last night. I'm like, give it a couple more days, you can keep these. <laughs> yeah, really? What, what, what kind of groupers? We had a, a, a Coney grouper and a red grouper that were uh, the Coney grouper. There's no size limit, but this one was pretty big. It's probably about two pounds, which for that kind of fish is a monster. And the red grouper is probably about seven pounds. Okay, yeah, and I did hear some reports of guys releasing some nice black groupers. So, um, yeah, a lot of nice blacks around. Um, there's still some gags around. Unfortunately, when the season's closed is when the, the gags are here and they, they migrate back to the north. Okay, so you can start fishing for them at 12.01 tonight. Boom, there you go, man. Can't wait for grouper wait. back on my plate, Steve. All right, Skip, mm-hmm. well, hey, good luck with that charity tournament today. Hopefully the kids will have a great time, and thanks again for your uh, efforts to make that thing happen, man. Good stuff. Anytime, you guys. Have a great week, and uh, give me a shout next weekend. You got it. All right, Steve, oh, time for the first big, big, big cup of coffee. Come back with more captains. The show's just smoking along. 615 to 940 wins Miami Sports.
Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. 621 on a Saturday morning. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Speaking of boats, a great week in Nautical Ventures. Steve Waters moving boats out. We are getting so doggone busy now, man, dude. It's crazy great. Everyone needs a boat so they can go out dolphin fishing. Man, oh man, the boys are selling boats like crazy. Kayaks, SUPs, you name it. We are just peeling them babies off. Oh, you know, interesting. You mentioned about the SUPs. I was at uh, the Blue Wild. A week ago. You saw the new Hobie, didn't you? I did, yeah. The demo? Yeah, they uh, basically got a Mirage Drive in a paddleboard yeah. <laughs> and with a handle yeah. like, like you hold on to, and guys just paddling around the pool there. We really sold cool our very stuff. first allotment. We sold them all out. What, wow. Second stash is coming. They're like on back order. They are, I forget the name of the doggone thing. It's got a name, but I can't think of it. But I will eventually. Okay. But it's a paddle board with uh, Mirage drives and a stand-up handle, and you just pedal along. Right. And, just yeah, yeah. It's almost like you're doing a stair climber. Yeah. And uh, looked really cool. It's fun, man. Speaking of fun, of course, to get out there underwater diving for some nice fish is always great. I'm sure tomorrow when uh, Chiefy dives, he's got grouper in his spear sights. I'm thinking. Uh, he's been waiting for May first. I know that. <laughs> Chiefy, good morning to you, brother. What's happening? Yo, hey. Things are good out there. Um, yeah, we are looking forward. We're locked and loaded uh, for tomorrow. Uh, Going to go on Dr. Jack's boat out of um, Port Everglades. So, uh, you know, got the Chiefy crew ready to go. And he's already pre-scouted a couple of these uh, areas that um, I think uh, might be able to catch a couple, uh, couple grouper, you know, sleeping maybe. You know, they've had a four-month uh, period here where they've just not been harassed. And now all of a sudden, you know, we'll be able to go and almost sneak up on them, you know, and um, make, make get a little grouper sandwich out of it. You know, that's what we're hoping for. <laughs> so around wrecks, rocks, caves, uh, where are they hanging out? Yeah, mainly uh, structure. They're, uh, they, we really have been seeing them lately uh, on the walls and on wrecks. That's uh, got, uh, last, last week, uh, Chuck and I, uh, saw three gags and a black all in one uh, one area on a wreck. Mm-hmm. I won't tell you which one, but uh, yeah, that, they're there and they're kind of just hanging out. So that's pretty cool. Um, you know, they haven't been harassed for a while. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, it was funny. We got out this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, and just some different diving this week. Uh, we had a, a continual south current, actually pretty strong Wednesday. Thursday, uh, Friday kind of lightened up a little bit, but we had um, the sponges were spawning. Uh, Steve, have you ever seen that? Uh, you know, it's like this. This uh, it, they're spewing out this uh, white stuff all over the place, and uh, it, it, your visibility is limited. Even though the water was blue looking, uh, it, we had a spawn uh, up by us. This was a uh, Boca area. And, um, you know, made for, it was kind of tough from a standpoint of visibility, mm-hmm. but boy, a lot of fish. And uh, we do have a, a, a good fish story here, uh, if you want to hear it. Yeah, give me a fish story. Go ahead. All right. Well, Ken is diving one of the walls, and uh, he's west of the wall, so there's some, like a false reef out there. And this is the third reef. And it's South Current again, and, and he's diving with Chuck. And all of a sudden, he sees a, a gigundo southern ray, big ray, 
and one nice big cobia on it, right? Just Ooh, one. Perfect. But he's a he's a he's a monster. He says he's he put his arms out, you know, and over four foot. He's just huge. And the the ray just kind of gently kind of swims up to him with the cobe right on there, and he's he's shooting a rifle now, which is a pretty powerful gun, and he shoots him, but he shoots him in the head. And uh, anybody knows Kobe, they, they got a pretty hard head. He said it was like five feet away, and he bounced off the head. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. That's a hard-headed fish, man. Yeah. Oh, That's a so, hard head. Uh, he, he he was beside himself. Uh, a great fish story because, you know, uh, if we could eat fish stories, we'd be full, as Chucky says. But uh, <laughs> uh, he swam away. To live another day with, with maybe just a little headache, but uh, oh wow, he said it was a nice fish, really, really nice fish. So we've been seeing a lot of fish. Um, Chuck shot a heck of a trigger fish, uh, had to be the size of a huge frying pan, probably twenty inches around. It was big. Wow! And shot that up on the ghost tug up there in Highland Beach. Uh, so that was kind of a cool little uh, a different fish and. And that we finally get them before they get us. You know, the the little the little triggerfish have a tendency to uh, to peck at our ears uh, and, and and our face sometimes. And uh, so this one this one ended up in the in the ice box, so in the cooler. So um, and uh, he'll be good eating. I'll probably do him tonight, as far as uh, you know, doing a little uh, ah, you know, sauteed you know, triggerfish won't be too bad. Hey, Jim, we got to move on, buddy boy, but uh, go out there and spear them up, and hopefully tomorrow you get that first big fat grouper. Good luck to you. Yeah, we'll send out pictures. I'll post it on Facebook, Eric, all right? I know you always do. You're not shy all about right, that. Take care. Okay, thank you, yeah, Jim, thanks, very much. Jim. To the Thomas Flyer, we go Steve Waters. Jimbo Thomas back on line number two. Jimbo, good morning to you. What's happening? Good morning, guys. Another beautiful day, it appears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Should forecast is for east winds, 10 to 15 knots, so should be... Great dolphin fishing again. It should be. You know, we've. it's almost been too calm the last few days, which is a great problem to have. <laughs> but uh, the, the fishing definitely gets a little bit on the tougher side when we don't have any wind. So a little breeze should get the dolphin and everything else moving. But it, the dolphin, it's almost like summertime the last, the last week. Lots of schoolies and a, still quite a few of them larger fish as well. We've had fish up to about 25 pounds throughout the week. Mm. And uh, I think it was Monday we had a dozen fish over 15 pounds. Wow. So it's been good. And most of these larger fish have been under frigate birds. So we're looking through our binoculars for the frigate birds, anywhere from about 200 feet of water on out to about 900 feet. And they've been moving south pretty fast chasing flying fish. So you want to get on the south side of them. And we've been trolling with feathers and small lures and rig ballyhoo and then once we do hook up a fish and we're getting a, a live bait back there and when they're these larger fish they're not necessarily schools but they're little pods two or three fish and typically you can catch all of them if they're there at least get all of them to bite so uh, hopefully that's the case today and then there's been some big black tunas as well starting to show up and that should get better and better because May and into the first couple of weeks of June is blackfin tuna time. Uh, we did have a 32-pounder, which is the biggest one we've caught in a while. Mm-hmm. And there's been a few sailfish and a few kings mixed in. So the fish has been good. The weather's been good. There's no excuse not to get out there and try and catch them. 
Now, again, Jimbo, with these, I want to talk to him about the birds, Steve Waters, again, because yeah. I'm confused on the birds. i got to figure this thing out. So you see a, a bunch of uh, frigate birds diving. They're working this uh, dolphin thing, right? And you said right. you want to approach them from the south, right? Well, the, the fish are typically traveling to the south. Okay. So if you go on the north side of the birds, you're typically going to be on the north side of the fish. Now, the birds aren't always right on top of the fish. They might be up... Uh, a hundred feet off the water and the fish can be in a, a couple hundred yard radius of them. But when the birds do come down on the water, that is when they are right on top of the fish. So if you can be there and get a bait in the water, when that frigate bird is right on the water, you're going to get a bite. Otherwise you're going to have to just troll through them, work through them. If you have to see a flying fish pop up, that's where those fish are going to be. And not, not if it's a flyer that your boat spooks, but if you see one, jump up 100 feet or 50 or 100 yards away even, that's where those fish are. And so the hawk bird, the frigate bird, is not necessarily going to be directly over the top of them, but he's just waiting for them to push those flyers up. Then he's going to swoop down and try and eat the flying fish. Well, Jimbo, you know, we try to set people to match the hatch. So, Steve, you can buy pre-rigged flyers, you know what I mean, if you want to drag those. Would you suggest bringing flying fish on, on the boat as far as rig, um, rigged flyers? You know, they're going to eat a ballyhoo just the same. Okay. Pre-rig flyers, yes, you can get them. They're usually a little bit on the soft side, so they don't troll very long. Mm -hmm. One thing we do, though, and and it hasn't been a a factor the last couple days, if if they do get finicky and only want to eat flying fish, if you do happen to catch a couple of them, cut their bellies open, pull the flying fish out of their stomach. They're almost always going to have flying fish in their stomach. Some of them might have been eaten just five minutes before you caught the dolphin, so they're in perfect shape. You can cut their, their belly open, pull the flying fish out of their stomach, and you, then you got some flying <laughs> fish to throw out of them. Great tip, Jim. Man, that's resourceful, buddy. Pull out some bait out of the old mahi-mahi gut there, man. There you Talk go. That's right? matching the hatch. That's right? matching the hatch. See? you got to do that tomorrow. That's right. All right, Jim, we're gonna, we got a rocky fishing today. What do you, what do you plan on doing? Yep, we're, we're fishing today. we got a little dolphin tournament, a local uh, high school or a, some school of some sorts tournament. And uh, it's a dolphin mainly, but I think kingfish and uh, tunas, it all counts. But, but dolphin is the way to go, I think, today. And hopefully they're, they're still biting like they have been. Well, I'll get my first fishing trip tomorrow, like in eight months for mahi. So uh, wish me luck, Jimbo. I need it, man. Please. All right. Good luck tomorrow. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Jimbo. Have a great day, man. Have a good, good time, okay? All right, guys. Good luck, everybody. All right, get the notepads out, Steve Waters. Shop talk with uh, Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner coming up next. I never know what topic. I never ask him any longer. It's always a surprise every Saturday. Okay. So we'll see what thing he picks on this weekend, okay? Yeah, he's had some great info on uh, everything, maintenance and electronics and all kinds of cool stuff, batteries. And heads and washed down water, actually raw water and whatever, water on a boat, whatever, yeah. So we'll check out Rick Buckner coming up next, 632, 940 wins, Miami Sports. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune into our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. Make yourself at home and stay as long as you want. Welcome back to our show, Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Me and my good buddy, 
Outdoor writer Steve Waters, you've been covering some more golf this week, haven't you there? Yeah, I thought uh, golf was kind of like at an end for me, uh-huh. but uh, I had the Broward County Women's Amateur, then I had the Palm Beach County Women's Amateur, and then this week the Florida State Mid-Amateur, that's at the TPC Eagle Trace in Coral Springs, and that's for um, men golfers 25 and older, so uh, the youngest is uh, 25, that's Nathaniel Crosby Jr., All right. who is the son of Nathaniel Crosby, who is Bing Crosby's son. And Nathaniel, uh, the dad, won the U.S. Amateur about oh, 30-some-odd years ago. Okay. And then uh, the oldest is, uh, I think there's a 67-year-old. So. I'm kind of curious. Can he actually sing? Have you heard him uh, do a couple I, of I, tunes? I don't know. I, if he, uh, he probably was singing a sad <laughs> song yesterday. He didn't score that well. All right. Let's get back to some fish news. Uh, apparently, uh, Rick Buckner is on a plane flying off to one of his destinations on a repair job. He actually oh, okay. goes out. He'll fly out to re- repair these big boats. It's part I, of his job. I think last time he was just about to fly off to Mexico when yeah. we spoke to him. So we're going to have a busy shop manager. He's on a plane. So let's go back to some fish news. Okay. He's out there catching bass all week long. I saw his bass report. Not too shabby. Alan Zaremba. Good morning to you, my man. Well, if you guys would like, I could probably sing for you for a little bit. <laughs> no, please don't. I'll lose my breakfast. <laughs> You've heard, huh? You've actually heard already, huh? I've heard, man. So sing some praises <laughs> of bass fishing. What have you been doing this week? Well, well, uh, the bass fishing, uh, I don't know how to describe it. Last week, I, I got on some really good bass fishing. This week, I, I got on some decent bass fishing, but it was not off the charts like I was hoping. And uh, you know, I didn't have one of those 270 fish days. I had a... Uh, I guess I've had some hundred fish days, but it's been a big mix out in the Everglades. Uh, one area out on the west side of US 27. If you want to catch Oscars and some of the biggest spotted sunfish I've ever seen, you can just go there and catch a bunch of them right now. And I'm sure somebody fly fishing with a popper or something like that would have a blast uh, going after those fish right now. The bass bite was okay, but it wasn't off the charts. I don't know whether it's because the panfish are hitting everything that would land. Uh, today I'm over on the east side. Yesterday I was on the east side at Sawgrass. It, it, it turned on a lit, more of a late morning bite in the early afternoon. It got going really good, but the morning was not so so hot. But uh, that's that's the way fishing is anyway. And, and uh, still, get, all the water levels are coming down. It's going to be a good thing going on. Yeah, well, eventually, Alan, when the water gets to a certain point, the fish have to come off the flats or the marshy Correct. area. And then it's, uh, man, catch them as fast as you can. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I think even Eric can start catching the fish out here uh, as well. That's right. He's going to take his uh, Hobie Outback <laughs> kayak out there, and he'll be good for at least 100 large mouths. I'm not going to get baited into a slam-bam debate with Z-Man. I'll just keep it calm and cool today, baby, okay? Hey, calm and cool, man. You'll, you'll, you'll be catching 100 fish from that Hobie. And, that's uh, right. That's right. It'll, it'll be a fun Let time. Let the fish tow you around. Let I'll tell the you what, fish I, tow you around. In my lake, though, Adam, I have got a just a, we have absolutely been swarmed with these big, big, big Mayan cyclids. They are everywhere, dude. Not, not bad, yeah. They're bad, not bad fighters either, you know? Well, they're, they're a lot of fun, especially if you get them on a fly rod as well. Uh, they've been biting not as good as the Oscars have this week, uh, but we did catch some Mayan cichlids as well. Also caught some chain pickerel, too. And when I start catching chain pickerel and warm mouths, and that bit, I know that the water levels are, are getting pretty low because they, they like the shallow water, and they like being out in those marsh areas. Uh, so that just tells me everything's about to really explode out here 
for everybody, and we're going to have some good, good, good fishing reports coming up. Name your uh, top lures. Uh, top lure was a Bagley minnow. Was still a good one. Uh, you could twitch it. They were the, the bass yesterday. were loving it being twitched on the surface, and uh, later in the day they start hitting it uh, uh, subsurface more, like a more like a like a crankbait. And even some some build crankbaits were also working real well yesterday too. So uh, you, you do need to try some different things. Uh, I'm sure some soft plastics will work, uh, though we did not try that yesterday. The people I had really didn't like to fish that way, so you kind of have to adapt to what they want to do, too. All right, Adam, well, good luck to you. May a, may a fishing fly grab you in the head. Have a fine day. Uh, <laughs> I, I can still sing a song for you if you like, uh, Eric. Okay, how about this song called Bye Bye? <laughs> oh, man, you're being tough. Have a you're great day. Tough. Have a great day, you guys, have, you guys have a good one, too. All right, man. On line number two, he's always there on the show every week at Steve Waters. Tony DeJulian holding on line number two. Tony, good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. How's it going today? Ah, it's a good day. We're talking fishing. How can we have a bad day talking fish smack, man? No way. Exactly. We're getting ready to do a little fishing here on the wish list. We're heading up to Jupiter this morning, and we're going to spend the most of the day looking for sardines. Uh, kind of replenish our live bait tanks here down here in Lighthouse Point. And you're going out looking for what? Uh, sardines, mainly. No, I mean, after the sardines. Yep, we're going after the sardines. That's it. He's just stocking up on bait. He's not going to actually I was asking whether you take the sardines out and try to catch a fish. We're just stocking up on sardine day, I guess, right? We might be be tempted to head offshore for a little bit and try to see what's going on. But mainly the the day is to try to load up on sardines for a tournament we have coming up the following week. Oh, yeah, that's right. uh, Is it KDW? Oh, yeah. That's a big money payday there, Steve Waters. You grab that son of a gun, you know? Yeah, yeah. There's um, a lot of rollover jackpots and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, it should be a good tournament. Well, and so, and yeah, you can looks, never have enough bait. Good. That's very, very true. But uh, before you talk about the tournament next weekend, Tony, how's, have you seen all these dolphins we've been talking about all week long? Yeah, there's been uh, there's been some great fishing, actually. There's been some uh, dolphin, and there's been some blackfin tuna sh- uh, showing up. I actually was down in the Keys in Almorada at the beginning of the week, and I had the uh, pleasure and opportunity to get out for a day with uh, Nick Stanzik there out of Bud and Mary's Marina, mm-hmm. and uh, we went daytime sword fishing. Um, we had some great success. We ended up going three out of four bites for the day. We tagged and released a, a small fish, about 22 pounds, and when we had some uh, special clients on board, and we ended up catching one of the guys' his, uh, his first swordfish, and we did it all all manual hand crank, no electric, and uh, <laughs> so we had a really, really good day, but while we were out there, uh, a lot of mahi-mahis around as well, So, and I saw a lot of guys were catching some nice mahis. Bouncer had some nice fish uh Earlier in the week, and I even yesterday had a couple of nice mahis, so it's been uh, it's been good. So, Tony, when you uh, were on that trip with Captain Nick Stanzik, you cover your face entirely in white sunscreen. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, I'm trying out a new type of sunscreen. <laughs> okay, well, I'm looking at a photo of uh, I thought that was you holding that fish with uh, the yep, rest of I got, the crew. got a little carried away with the sunscreen that day, but I figured better <laughs> safe than sorry. Yeah, I haven't seen a face like that since I was at the circus, Eric, you know? <laughs> Just missing the red nose. Oh, you're taking your shot, too, now, Steve. Well, no, Get on the it, bandwagon, no, man. Good it's, job. It's protection, and, you know, that's what Tony's all about. He He's a consultant to all these companies and gotcha. their products, and 
That's how he I finds took, out what's good and what's not so good. All right. I took a bunch took a bunch of flack from the guys. They were calling me Casper the Ghost and all that stuff. <laughs> but on the younger the younger crowd probably doesn't remember Casper, but Right. But they're all sunburnt and you're nice and smooth and Got a baby Check skin. It. There you That's go. Right. All right. There you go. Hey, Tony, we got a rock, man, but good luck on your cigar meadow uh, hunt Sardines. down today. Sardine, rather. Sardines, yeah. Okay, excuse me. Still early. All right, right. guys. We'll, we'll check in next week and uh, have a great week. You too. All right, Steve Waters. Time to chat about one of the easiest ways to fuel that boat, my brother. It ain't no gas station. That's for dang show. Yeah, you know what, Eric? I was wondering how we're, we're talking about Luke's fuel, of yep. course. L-U-K. All you have to do is give them a call. Do you have to, how much notice do they need? Not much. Basically say like, hey, can you be here like in a couple hours? I'm sure they can handle it for you. But oh, I was thinking more like, hey, it's uh, Wednesday. I'm going fishing on Saturday. Could you get here by Friday? I'm sure they can accommodate you. And uh, they come out to wherever you are. So that's part of the battle right there. That's what right. you want. Well, I like love where that you are. part. Yeah, man. So You've got great fuel. Yeah, the boat's behind your house, in front of your house, on a trailer. Yep. 100 gallons, you're good to go. You're good to go, man. they got the uh, low-sulfur uh, diesel and premium ethanol-free. This is big time, man. Rec 90 gas. So you got great fuel going in your boat. Right. None of that horrible ethanol to wreck your engines. That's right, man. Luke Fuel will come to you, man. Come on my column. Give him a ring, 305-432-3487. Luke Fuel, L-U-K, 305-432-3487. Luke Fuel, they deliver to you. Let's talk to Stan Hunt. He's had a bang-up week. He's coming up next with that Hillsborough Report. Okay, and uh, we got Richard Stanzik. He's ready to talk, tell about his son Nick's uh, great sword fishing this week. I think he's up to like seven or eight trips in a row with swordfish. <laughs> the show just gets more and more exciting as we go, man. 648-940 Winsby, right back to you. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Tomorrow I'll be out there tasting the salty air, Steve Waters. Finding out a day to finally fish and maybe nail a mahi, baby. I can't wait. I'm dying, Okay, man. well, you've got a lot of great tips, uh... So far this morning from our captain. Yeah. You know, go out there with fresh ballyhoo if you have, maybe uh-huh. some strips, uh, give them a choice, cover the water column, get some deep lines out there. Don't be afraid to fish in the green water. <laughs> Don't go run past all the fish. Yeah, right. And make sure you got plenty of fresh line on your reels. We hope so. Yes, indeed. I'll be fishing sort of like in this man's waters tomorrow. Captain Stan Hunt out of Hillsborough. I'll be kind of closely. We got a Port Everglades. So. May steal some of his fish. We'll see. Yeah, you should give him a call and ask him where the fish are. <laughs> Stan and man, good morning to you, buddy boy. How are you? Hey, good morning, Eric. How you guys doing? Well, we're doing great, Stan. I've heard nothing but mahi, mahi, mahi everywhere, man. What are you seeing? Yeah, you know that for us here at Hillsboro, that big school of mahi's pretty much moved up north, I believe. Oh, jeez. Um, you know, we're catching them really, really good here and then kind of up in Boynton and the, even in Boynton now it's slowing down a little bit. So our big school of dolphin has moved out for us here, but there are still some out offshore. Okay. So uh, run offshore, you know, it's beautiful out there this morning pretty much, maybe a little light chop, but really nice to run offshore and find some seaweed edges. Uh, I know a boat yesterday and I think he was in 770. Uh, there was a nice weed line out there and caught a few nice ones, uh, a little wahoo. 
we fished yesterday morning, and it was a little slower and on the reef, but we did manage to catch some nice kings. You know, we caught six nice kings, almost 20, 25 on the troll. Mm -hmm. um, we put out the live baits, live bait fished for a little while, caught a nice 25-pound tuna, uh, a nice wahoo offshore, you know, off out there in like 350. Uh, it was kind of slow in shallow, you know, green water. We were catching the kingfish in the green water in there, you know, 120 feet, and uh, that all moved out. To like 250 so i got on the blue water edge outside of it and uh that's where we've seen the nice wahoo we lost another wahoo it was a double header bite you know and that was kite fishing um i mean it's just it's been pretty good you know kind of nice big tuna showing up for us and a couple wahoos still around and uh there's some nice kingfish showing up too so we've been doing good so stan uh, we were talking earlier uh about tomorrow being the opening of grouper season uh, May 1st, so it, it's been closed for four months. Do you do any grouper fishing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we do a lot of it. You know, oh, okay. We, we mainly catch a lot more snowies and Warsaw groupers than we are in, on the shallower wrecks and reefs, you know, catching the blacks and gags and reds and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, man, we do it all the time, and if a charter wants to just go do that, you know, we go we go do that. So okay. <laughs> pretty much... <laughs> Yeah, Pretty well, much whatever's there for us at that time. You okay, know? gotcha. Because uh, I know s some captains are really good at trolling up groupers, and you're an expert at trolling, so I didn't know if you ever uh, messed around with that. Yeah, definitely. Actually, a lot of times, you know, when the groupers or we know those big muttons are biting, you know, and the snappers and stuff, we actually troll into the reefs, you know, into like the 60, 65-foot reefs. And uh, we'll reel our planers up a little bit so we know kind of how deep they are, you know, so we don't catch bottom. Right. But, I mean, even if you're 20 foot off bottom with your planer, you go in there to them shallow reefs when those snappers and groupers are biting, you will catch nice, you know, 20, 30-pound black groupers sometimes. I mean, you'll catch a big mutton, big giant yellowtails. I mean, we catch a few yellowtails here and there, and they're all giant, you know, and we do catch them. So, yeah, we you know, we do a lot of that. And, of course, I'd like to get you guys doing some of that jimmy jigging this week <laughs> you know, we keep talking about getting on your boat stand and, and trying out those jimmy jigs i can't i can't wait to try by the way steve waters but yeah hard to coordinate all of us fellows working every day to get on stan's boat you know what i mean it's kind of kind of hard i know well like yes, sir. yeah yeah whether it's selling boats covering golf tournaments yeah always something going on we'll but, try to pull this thing uh, off we'll eventually. make it happen yeah i want to try those jimmy gonna, jigs man those are they look great you know you should bring some tomorrow I think I'll bring a handful. I got a whole bag in my truck. And a planer. <laughs> and a planer. <laughs> All right, Stan, so what's your game plan today, man? You heading out and taking a group, or what are you doing? Yeah, I'm actually waiting for my charter here. I got a six-hour, and then follow behind that, I have a four-hour, so I'll be out there all day long. And I'm going to start off probably doing some trolling. You know, it's outgoing tide right now, almost low. So it's it's kind of been a little slow. Actually, it's been good for the first hour, and then it kind of gets real slow for the next couple hours. And then once that tide starts pushing in again, you know, it gets better and better. So I'm going to do a little trolling right off the bat, and then I'm going to actually go do some dropping on the wrecks. Um, I hit a lot of wrecks yesterday, and I caught about a 50-pound amberjack. And we, we released him, and we caught another one about 25, 30 pounds, and we kept him to eat, you know. So there's a couple fish around. You just got to work really hard for them. Yeah, you keep the AJs all day long, Stan. Don't give them to me. <laughs> hey, you know, a lot of people say that, and uh, a lot of people don't know you can eat them, but they're actually very good, man. You take that back strap out of them, there's no worms, you know, there's no gaminess. They're actually really good fish. I actually don't eat too much fish at all besides Wahoo and 
I actually like the Amberjacks and Almaco Jacks. Not a problem with the eating of the Amberjacks, Stan. It's a problem with my pencil-thin arms trying to bring one up. So <laughs> that's my issue. <laughs> well, you always got your gloves out for that, Eric. So that's come true. Come on, man. All right, Cap. <laughs> of course, the fish on Stan's boat, 954-818-6895. Cap, catch him up, man. We'll see you the rebound one day at the dock, okay? Thank you, guys. I'm going to check my book right now, and I'm going to text you back and see when we can get you all out there. I can't wait, man. Thanks so much, Cap. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, guys. All right, Steve Waters, big 7 o'clock hour coming up. We're back talking uh, offshore kayak fishing with Joe Hector here momentarily. Sounds good. All right, down a whole lot more at 7 o'clock on the dot. 940 wins Miami sports. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, the radio show that's put on by fishermen for fishermen and all about catching fish. Never did see so much activity. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. We want to hear from you. If you think you're nervous now, ha, wait till you're on the air. And here to hook you up with local captains and crew so you can reel in more than bragging rights is waterman Eric Brandon. I can't function without my coffee. And Sun Sentinel fishing writer Steve Waters. Coffee is ready, sir. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. 704, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. A fine-looking Saturday, Mr. Waters. Walked out during the break, and uh, not much wind out there, buddy boy. Kind of calm. I like that. Yeah, when it does uh, kick in, it'll be 10 to 15 out of the east, so perfect dolphin fishing conditions. No doubt about that. I'm sure fishing in the Keys has been mighty fine with this weather being decent this week, Steve, I'm thinking. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, we talked earlier, and we had uh, Captain Tony talking about great sword fishing on uh, Captain Nick Stanzik's boat, mm-hmm. and now we're going to get the official word from his dad, <laughs> Richard Stanzik. Richard, good morning to you. How are you? Eric, Steve, good morning. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing great. I've heard the word mahi-mahi and swordfish being brought up a lot on the program this morning. <laughs> yeah, we actually had a pretty exciting week down here. Uh, you know, and you guys are talking about weather, and in a word, it is perfect down here. Uh, breezes are going to kick a little bit out of the out of the south-southeast, and it certainly won't hurt our fishing. Uh might beat up the anglers a little bit the next couple of days, but overall, a good wind condition, good direction. The dolphin fishing is still what I call hit and miss. Uh, however, this, this week, as compared to the last few Definitely getting more consistent. Most of these fish come in 550, 650 feet of water. Keep your eyes open. The birds are on them, and they're in the broken bottom, what we call the rips, uh, and a lot of nice fish. I did have an interesting event this week. Uh, rarely, matter of fact, I can't really remember going off Isla Mirada and actually targeting a blue marlin, but I had a guy that wanted to catch one, never caught one in his whole life. Unfortunately, he didn't make the trip. And since we were set up to do it, I said, Charlie, let's go on out, took the old B&M out there, 20 minutes into it, uh, with a full spread out, here he comes on a, on a teaser. And we actually hooked up a 250-pound blue marlin that put up an amazing show, uh, dumped the reel down to the knot, and I uh, had to chase him forward because the old B&M won't back up that fast. <laughs> About an hour and a half into it, uh, we, we put him alongside, got some great pictures, and released the fish. You know, you often hear me talk about dolphin fishing down here in the Keys, and the, these guys want to run further and faster. Uh, and that is not always the way to do it. You know, sometimes putting out that spread will produce a nice billfish, whether it be a marlin, white or blue, or a sailfish, a wahoo. But the big dolphin, you'll find them too, because when those birds aren't on those big dolphin, those fish are still there. And if you got a spread out there, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll come to the bait. The only thing you got to remember, if you're going to put that marlin bait out, 
If you want to stay connected, make sure you're using heavy enough leader, tie on the proper knots, and you got the right line capacity because uh, these fish are big and uh, they're beautiful, but they are also rare. Uh, I know you guys are talking about my son there, uh, Captain Nick Stanzik, and he's had a pretty amazing uh, last bunch of trips on uh, swordfish. He's actually uh, caught one or more swordfish in the last eight trips, uh, which is really good. I know he's had, uh, had him up to three fish a day. Hmm. Uh, some big ones, I, I think I texted a picture of you, to you, Steve, of yes. a 341-pounder caught a couple of days ago, but he did have a nice week. Uh, he, he took a young man out there, I think Willie Mitchell, is, uh, he's a, a hockey player. And uh, Nick just said he was delightful to be on a boat with and just really enjoyed the whole thing. They, I think they did catch three swords that day. And uh, Mr. Mitchell said uh, the only thing good about losing in the playoffs was he got to come to the Keys and see the sword fishing. So <laughs> some uh, redemption in that. Yeah, Another Richard. Going on Richard offshore, I, sailfish I mean, are tailing down <laughs> to the south of us. Uh, we didn't get in on big numbers, but real McCoy, Caught eight, released eight sailfish uh, two days ago. My brother, Captain Scott Stanzik, uh, released four yesterday. This wind might uh, improve that situation if the current continues. But there's dolphin and big cobias mixed in with that. So uh, that could be very exciting with this east breeze coming along. Um, other than that, the offshore, only other part of it, the, the yellowtail fishing on the Miss Alamrata, and I'm not going to mem- mention the number of fish they caught because it was just really uh, outrageous. But I'll just say they were close to the limit or their limit every day. There's a massive school of yellowtail. And if you want to catch yellowtails, this is the time to be in the Keys, and they are biting. And, you know, uh, we have two sides to things down in the Keys. we got our backcountry fishing. Interestingly enough, uh, you know, it's kind of funny. This week I managed to look at a swordfish, a blue marlin, and a schnook and trout. So big variety down here. And I was out Sunday with Captain, with actually Max Register, who is a captain but actually works at Bud Murray's. And I don't do well on schnook. I usually require a guide, uh, normally my son Rick Stanzik. But I actually, as a guide, uh, managed to hook 15 schnook and land 10 of them, some real nice ones, and some big trout being caught back there, which is good. As far as the tarpon go, they're here, they're big, uh, they're being caught, not in big numbers, uh, really working for it. But the fish they're catching are quality fish. I fished three evenings this week myself, caught fish every night. Uh, so overall, if you want to be in the Keys and catch some fish, I really got to tell you, this is the time to be here. So uh, I'll throw it open to questions now, Steve. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I was going to take credit for uh, for that uh hockey player's swordfish trip he's probably been reading about the Knicks catches in the sun sentinel and the other question i i had for you was uh the snook are those way back in everglades national park uh, they are they're out uh you know actually steve you and i were back there with ricky if you recall right. uh and we had a one of the really beautiful awesome days. day yeah basically in that same general area off the cape uh, but, you know, it's funny, there there was a real inconsistent bite back there, and uh, everybody's, you know, as you hear, worrying about water quality, water quality, and it certainly is a concern. But uh, two encouraging things were to see that many schnook, and we caught these fish on shrimp, so we didn't have to resort to the pilchers because I don't know how to throw a net. Uh, <laughs> so that was a good thing. But the other thing is, is really cool is there's a lot of big trout back there being caught, and that's a fun fish for everybody and uh, pretty generic in its approach. And, you know, uh, it's something that I like seeing. So the uh, water quality looks good, uh, fishing's enjoyable, and it's one of the few places I can fish in the world, and that's off that cape, not catch a fish and still have a good time, just based purely on the aesthetic value and the beauty of the place. So, so that was uh, that was good. Now, Richard, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but uh, I've written uh, quite a few stories about this and uh, the water quality. For the first time in forever, 
the, the water in the what's called the water conservation areas, the freshwater Everglades, was so high that uh, FWC Commissioner Ron Bergeron, working with Governor Scott, the Corps of Engineers, Water Management, National Park Service, he got water to be released through and under Tamiami Trail into the park, into Florida Bay. And that fresh water has just made a huge difference in the well, fishing. Well, I, I really I, I agree with you totally, and I have talked to several scientists about it. And, of course, Steve, you know, I, I can't even tell you the number of people that you've influenced to come fishing in the Keys because I think you and I, uh, you've been, I've been giving you the reports and you've been publishing them, like, what, 25 years now. So we certainly appreciate that. I, I will say a couple things, though, about water quality. One, they are finally putting the sewering into the Keys. And that's cleaning up our own backyard. Right. And anything we can do to get people like yourself to to draw attention to these water quality problems, trust me. If South, if Florida loses its water, you know it's going to lose everything. And I don't know if I should say this, but I'm going to uh, Governor Scott get the darn sugar land bought up and 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 be done with it, like we're supposed to. And everybody, writers like yourself and environmentalists, keep the pressure on. Let's do the right thing. All right, Richard. Well, thanks for that, Steve. Thank you for the. Uh Efforts on your part as well, buddy boy. Yeah, well, well, it just, uh, I mean, I, I got to give credit to Commissioner Bergeron to mm-hmm. get that water out of the freshwater glades. Get and it out of here. The, the benefits have been incredible. And for years, the Park Service was against it. So right. the park was dying. The bay was dying, way too salty. And now, guess what? The water's flowing like before <laughs> anybody was here except uh, the Calusa Indians. Gotcha. And All it's right. great. All right, guys. Well, hey. Well, that's Thank you, Steve, for that. I mean, you know, it's a heartfelt thank you. It's uh, nothing can make me feel better about the future down here than knowing we're doing these kinds of things. So, anyway, again, thank you for allowing me to put the word out on a fabulous Florida Keys fishing scene as you've been doing for so many years. <laughs> you got and, it, Rich. Uh, we all appreciate it. All right, okay, thank, thank you. Thank you so very, Thanks, very much. Take a moment, Steve Waters, to talk about the uh, main folks who bring this program to us every week. We are very much uh, grateful to Nautical Ventures for uh, having the show sponsored by them, and uh, I work out there as well. So. Nautical Ventures, we have everything you need to get on the water. Everything you want, brother man. Century boats, Buddy Davis boats, Glassstream boats, Key Largo boats, Axopars, pre-owned boats, which are always in spectacular condition, SUPs, kayaks, jetpacks, sea breacher. What did I miss? The uh, Go Cycle. The Go Electric cycle. Bicycle. <laughs> We've got a wall of Jimmy Jigs for sale. we got Tackle now for kayaks. Just everything to get on the water. Just a fabulous place. i got a couple of guys walking this week, and they, will just, they walk and say, Eric, man, I love the show with you and Steve, but I hear you talk about how cool this store is. I had to see it for myself. And I'll go grab Roger Moore. I say, Roger, come here. Come on down, man. I want you to meet one of our listeners again. So I always turn Roger on Terrific. to Roger Moore, the CEO of the company, uh, who walks in, by the way. So now, speaking of uh, Nautical Ventures, today up in the North Palm store, we've got Demo Day going on. And explain what Demo Day is, Mr. Waters. Well, basically, it's your chance to go to the store yep. and try out all the different uh, models and um products exactly that uh, that are sold there so whether it's a kayak mm-hmm. maybe, you know maybe you want to try a kayak you paddle maybe you want to try one of the hobie mirage drives that you pedal maybe you want to try the new hobie um, mirage eclipse uh, mirage eclipse paddleboard what the so pe- it's, yeah, yeah you're not paddling you're standing <laughs> up you got, and pedaling yeah pedals and a handlebar who would have thought right yeah i i saw it last week at the blue wild it was incredible i mean and, we're selling uh, stuff out of those men yeah so but what i love you get to go you try 
You get to pick the brains of the expert sales staff. Absolutely. Including yourself. Thank you. And say, hey, you know, if I can I fit this on the top of my car? Can I, oh, can I, should I get a two person kayak, a tandem, or should I get two single kayaks? Whatever. They'll answer your questions. You know, do you need a wide paddle board? Do you need a fast paddle board? Yeah. Whatever. Something the whole family and all your buddies can go out on. Let's tie this in also because uh, they have those up at the North Store as well as we do. It's a glass stream boat spring fever sales event going on right wow. now. Steve Waters, check this out. Boat motor package from 16500 or $159 a month. Come on. You spend more than that at two stri- trips to Publix. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, sir. It's a great, great deal. So go by and check them out today. It's Demo Day at our North Palm location. The address, exact address to get you out there. Uh, let's see. It is 139 Short Court, North Palm Beach, FL. Okay, so go out there and have a good day with Nautical Ventures at Demo Day. Excellent. Take a little break. Guys, who's familiar with kayaks coming up next? That's Joe Hector with some offshore kayak tips and more 716, 940 wins Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son Can't think of anything more relaxing, Steve Waters, than being on a kayak right now, heading offshore... Rod and reel in hand, got a little bait in my bait bucket there, dude, looking for some, some fish to catch off my kayak. You know, out there by yourself. Gee, Just I you don't know. Ocean, that, that sounds kind of scary. I don't know if I'd <laughs> want to do that. Well, if you pay attention to what this guy says, he'll teach you safe kayaking and also get you on some fish, man. Joe Hector, good morning to you, my friend. How are you? It sounds it sounds very tranquil. I that like does it. sound tranquil. That is very peaceful, man. Just you in the ocean, baby. <laughs> Why? Well, I, I, yeah, I do like that. You know, you know, right, Joe. You don't have to worry about filling up the kayak with gas. That's right. <laughs> That's right, man. You're just you're just pedaling out there and enjoying the sunrise and hopefully getting some nice fish. You know. That's like it. it. Every week we talk to you, Joe. You've got a, a species you target on uh, kayaks and how to teach us to do that. Uh, what fish are we talking about this weekend? Do you think? Well, when I used to, uh, I used to charter a lot back in the day, and uh, when I had a guy that would come out that never really went offshore in a kayak, the first fish I would always bring him to, I'd go to a deep wreck and get a big AJ, and that would get a guy hooked instantly. Um, <laughs> how I would set up for the AJs, what I used to do was I would have 40-pound braid uh, to 50 or 60-pound mono with a 5-0 circle hook, and I put a nice juicy gog uh, down on that wreck. And uh, you want to make sure the rod can handle 25 to 30 pounds of drag. And when you do hook into one of those big suckers, the first 15 seconds is key. Because if you can get him up off that wreck after that first 15 seconds, you're probably going to get him. If not, you know, he's going to cut you off pretty fast. So, you know, that, that fish here in Pompano, I mean, I'll tell you what, man, that, that has really got a lot of guys in the beginning hooked on offshore kayak fishing. You know, you don't know my history on the show, Joe, but I've always had this thing with AJs. They've always hurt me back uh, as I catch these fish on somebody's boat. Uh, they break my back. Now, I can imagine, just imagine me, yeah. Wimpo Brandon, you know, with these uh, pencil-thin <laughs> arms of mine, trying to <laughs> rustle up a, an AJ uh, on a kayak, man. I don't think so, dude, you know? No, you could do it, man. I'll tell you what, though. I mean, a lot of these guys, it was great. They would, they would hook into these fish. And even with the vertical jigs, you know, you could, that's, that's been more popular as of late. But, um, you know, I had this girl come out on one of these charters, and she hooked into a massive one. 
And I just kept yelling at her. I'm like, you know, just, just lock up that drag, lock up that drag. And she ended up landing that sucker. And I'll tell you what, she, she fishes the tournaments now. And it's, it's oh, so wow. cool because that was her first fish on the kayak. So it was, it was outstanding. Okay. Well, here, I'm, I'm going to change the uh, species topic because, Joe, tomorrow's May 1st. And grouper season is open. And I think, yeah. you know, I think Eric could handle like a 15-pound uh, black grouper. I can handle that. Yeah. I can handle that, dude. So, so what would your... And the best thing is you don't even have to pedal out that far in your Hobie Outback. There you go. Right, That's Joe? Right. Like 60 to 80 feet of water? That's it. I think... Didn't you get one when we went out? Uh, yeah, I caught a lot... The very first time when you and Nathan headed out farther and uh, I caught a little one. Like, uh, not too far from Pompano Pier. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, with the grouper, we don't really, I wouldn't say we really target them. Right. But we get a lot of them with, with the vertical jigs um, just going over those deep wrecks. So really, if you want to bottom fish in general off the kayak, um, I would set up, you know, a pretty, pretty medium to heavy rod and, um, you know, just get it down on those wrecks. And really, um, anything... The sky's the limit. I mean, you can get anything over those things, but we never really target them. Uh, we always just get them by by chance, or we get we'll get like a big mutton occasionally. Um, I know a lot of the guys that fish off the kayaks at night, um, right by the beach, right offshore, right off Pompano, 16th Street, and they'll be doing that drift right in the sand uh, with their really long leader with the circle weight, and uh, they'll be dragging that that bait, and they'll get some nice muttons occasionally on the right moon. So there's so much you can do. And, um, you know, it's cool to see the, the vertical jigging. That's become really the staple of, of offshore kayak fishing recently. So it's, it's cool to see the types of fish they're getting from that. Um, sure. It's just using, a, you know, a heavy jig, dropping it right over those deep racks. What about those jimmy jigs? Maybe try one of those on your kayak. Oh, there they're you great. Go. The jimmy jigs? Yeah. I mean, in our tournaments, we've had some awesome fish landed in our tournaments off those jimmy jigs. They're great. All right, Joe, before you go, man, now, if people want to try the kayak fishing for grouper or AJs, whatever else, you got to have a kayak. Now, tell me, I'm not trying to give a, a total shill job for Nautical Ventures, but we have a massive selection, so would you send your buddies out there because of what reason? Well, you go there because of service, number one. Uh, the guys there, they know their stuff. I've been dealing with those guys since the early 2000s. I mean, they're, they're just great people there. You can go see John. You can see Dylan. Dylan's been really involved with our tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got Ryan, who's really knowledgeable. He actually got second place from Oklahoma in our Sailfish Smackdown years ago, and now he moved to South Florida because of that and works for Nautical Ventures. And you can go see these guys, and they got the best selection of kayaks. They have the best people there. And uh, they got the new Palm Beach store, which is great. So they're in the two prime locations where you can offshore kayak fish. And uh, I, I just think the whole store in general is just is great for someone that's either really knowledgeable in kayak fishing or needs some help. Um, they're always willing to help people that are that are new to the sport. And uh, don't forget John Growl. Give John the guru a little plug there. John, yeah, John is great. Yeah, he, <laughs> you know, you got an issue on your kayak, you give it to John. He'll fix it in the snap of a finger, man. He's good. And, of course, Steve Waters, before we take the break, if you want to buy a kayak or SUP, whatever else, you stick in the aqua zone behind the buildings, buildings plural, I might add, and demo the bad boy before you buy it. Can't right. beat that, yeah. man. Right. right? Well, today's a great day to take in demo day at the North Palm Store. That's it, man. All right, Joe, listen, my friend, great talking to you as always. Uh, we'll see you hopefully at one of your tournaments. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely in. 
on one of these. I want to try this before you know I croak. You gotta I, come I, I out. Got, I got to yeah. do it, man. I got to do yeah, it. Yeah, go out, catch an amberjack. Oh, well, why don't you? <laughs> and cry like a <laughs> cry like a little sissy I'll, boy. I'll be fishing for yellowtail snapper. All right, hey Joe, have, have a great day, my man. Okay. All right, guys. I'll talk to you soon. All right, Joe Hector on those kayaks, boy. That's a, that's a hell of a sport, man. No doubt yeah, about that. Yeah, he knows his stuff. He really does, and uh, that, that's great. I mean, can you imagine? I I can't pulling up a fifty pound AJ. No. On a kayak. Where's the, where's a spot in the storage area for Kleenex? Is they have one of they have dry storage for? for well, I dry my my teary eyes. I guess. I'll tell you what. As soon as he said AJ, I'm thinking. You know, well, there goes Eric. There goes Eric, man. He's out. All right, take a little break. Got Boucher Smith coming up next. Nine forty wins Miami sports. Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We've tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Talking fish and smack on a Saturday morning. Thank you guys and gals for tuning in every weekend. Tell your friends about us. Pass the word that we are talking fishing. The only fishing radio show in South Florida right here. 940 Winds Miami Sports, Mr. Waters. That's correct, Mr. Brandon. Thank you very much. Got to catch this guy before he gets too far out of range. Chris Lemieux, one of our f- caps every week, is fishing hardcore, heading somewhere. Where's he going? He's going sword fishing. Well, Chris, good morning, man. You, you on the line or where you at? Good morning, guys. Yeah, just heading out now, going uh, sword fishing today. So just uh, about to go out of the inlet. Wanted to catch you guys before I got out of range here shortly. You're going into, like, uh, what, the deepest parts of the ocean, what, 1,000 feet down and, and more, possibly? Yeah, 1,800 generally we fish, 15, 1,800 foot of water. So Now, do you make your Hopefully guys go out there and catch a nice one? Do you make your guys uh, uh, hand crank these? Good. Do you make them hand crank them, or do you actually use a little electric uh, halfway up and in? No, uh, we use electric here. It's hard to hand crank in the, you know, around our coast, you know, up north here, just because uh, there's so much current, you know. We have to use 10, 12 pounds of lead. So if you had to hand crank just to check a bait, it would take you <laughs> probably over an hour to check it. So we do electric reel, you know go out there and it's all right you know i don't want to i don't want to crank 1500 2000 feet of water up anyway so <laughs> okay well we've had some good sword fishing reports uh, up and down the coast yep yeah it's been really good lately from what i hear everybody my buddy was two for two yesterday another buddy caught one so hopefully today they keep keep that ball rolling and we catch them so what's yeah, your drop some baits down and hope and pray that's all we can do what's your bait of choice on catching your sorties there cap um, I like bonita bellies. Bonitas are easy to get. Uh, stuff like you know, they're they're pretty accessible if you don't catch one yourself. I caught a couple yesterday, fortunately, so um, you know, worked out for me. But you can go to any local drift boats. A lot of times they'll you know they'll sell them to you or give them to you or whatever. And uh, you know, for a few dollars you can have a nice bait. And then you know, there's also other options. We use uh, squid sometimes, and we'll use uh, we'll use some other stuff round you know just whatever they're, they're you know they're pretty much a catfish of the ocean they're a glorified <laughs> catfish they'll eat anything so you know steve i'm thinking about sword fishing that's not the the beginner's way to fish for a guy who's never you know wants to try sword fishing there's a lot of technique and tackle and stuff involved in dropping that far down it's a real kind of a science there is yeah there's a lot to it you know if you don't drop the right way or the right direction you can tangle your stuff up um you know so you know there's a lot to it too the reels are expensive you know you have three or four thousand dollars so you know and, and just in rod and reel just to start out so then you got to go from there 
an goes, expensive thing to get into, but you know you catch fish of a lifetime doing it, so it's worth it. I guess I ain't bringing my Zebco. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely no Zebcos. But fishing inshore this week has been great. Um, we've had some weird South Current um, off of whole, pretty much the whole Palm Beach County area, and, and even in down to Broward, from what I hear. But uh, we've caught a lot of beautiful, nice black fins. We've had 27 pounders yesterday couple 1520s all week and uh some nice dolphins too nice gaffer dolphins still around um so fishing's been really really good you know coming off that moon so chris uh, most of your fishing north or south of boynton inlet um i've been fishing south pretty much from highland beach which is just south of us pretty much to the inlet and uh you know that's where i've been catching most of my fish doing really good okay so. now heading out today uh if you see uh a flock of birds diving, you're going to stop for dolphin? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Got a well full of pilchards this morning. Um, got a couple trolling rods, and we'll, uh, we're will we going to pretty much dolphin fish the whole way out. And even when we're out on the sword grounds, definitely, if you're out there, don't be scared to put a couple live baits out where you're dropping for swords, you know? Sure. I know it. Captain Catch Belcher. a couple nice dolphin while you're trying to get the big one. I know Captain Belcher many times, Steve Water says he's got a swordfish rig going, and all of a sudden they'll see dolphin around the boat out of nowhere. So they're actually catching those suckers while they're waiting on that. Uh, swordfish rod, just the ping, 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 tip, 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 you know what I mean? That's it, yeah. That's why you always want to have a couple of spinning rods, just in case the dolphins show up. That's right, man. That's yep. right. Cause it, yeah, you got to be ready for every opportunity that comes along. Sometimes what saves the day is a, a school of dolphin comes up to the boat if you don't get any sword bites, so you always got to be prepared. Yeah, because I can, I can personally attest to the difficulty in casting a chunk of squid to a dolphin on an 80-wide... Uh, you know, Shimano or Penn <laughs> real. Yeah, it doesn't work too good, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right, so, Chris, so. Well, good luck to you on those big swordfish, man. Nail them today, buddy. Nail them up good. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate it. And if I, uh, if I catch a nice one, I'll uh, social media it up, and I'll show you guys. So we can talk about it next week. You got it. All right, thank All you, right, Chris. Guys, thank you again. We'll talk to you next week. You All got right, it. Thanks, Chris. Steve, I, was like, I can't think of a finer boat to get yourself out to swordfish grounds and being inside a beautiful century boat. Get out there on that fine, high gunnel wide-open, storage-laden bad boy. Yeah, the boats, you know, they look great, and uh, they're very affordable. Yeah. And they ride great, and uh, they've been around for a long time. I've got one I'm just going to pick out of the stash here, the 32 Century Center Console. We've got one in aqua mist on the lot. It's absolutely, unbelievably gorgeous. Twin heavy-duty yamis on the back, right? Fit and finish second to none. That boat will take it to Bimini, uh, wherever you want to go and back safely, smoothly. They put extra extra glass in those boats so you don't cut back on anything, man. That's a great smooth riding boat. I got to tell you, that 32 is is for you. I've been in the 32, and it's like a 36. Oh, it's always, I don't know yeah. how they do it. It just looks bigger and rides bigger than the actual size. Yes, sir. Now, again, come by Nautical Ventures. We will finance you there, get you to, you know this this beautiful boat. Finance for as long as you need to be financed, up to 20 years, actually, in some of these boats. And uh, great interest rates. Again, you've got so many amenities on the boat. We kick in some extra stuff for you. And uh, once you own a century, man, you ain't going back, Jack. You, you keep that boat for life. There you go. Goodbye and see all of our great guys at Nautical Ventures. Take a little break. I think Captain Bouncer's coming back for the last Miami wrap. That's right. He's going to wrap it up. Wrap it up for us. <laughs> talk about dolphins, swordfish, grouper, whatever you want to talk whatever. about. Whatever. Take a little break. Come right back to you. 740 at 940 wins Miami sports. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? 
Then tune into our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com, and we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. 747, welcome back to our final segment of the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Beautiful Saturday going, Steve Waters. Have you got the official uh, offshore forecast today? Can't be too shabby. East winds 10 to 15 knots. Seas 2 to 3? Pretty much. Man, I like that forecast. I bet Cap Bouncer likes that too, you think? I'm sure he does. <laughs> he needs <laughs> a little the, wind. Yeah, Cap, welcome it's back. The perfect forecast for this time of year. Because you can fill your live well with pilchards and herring and get a few goggle eyes. Go out to 250 feet of water, put up the kite, slowly drift back towards shore, and Katie bar the door. It may be sailfish, dolphin, tuna, big kings, even a chance for a wahoo. The current's not too strong. Put a bait down on the bottom. There's still a few cobia going by. Might pick up a mutton snapper or Eric Brandon's favorite fish, an amberjack. But, but the bottom line is, with <laughs> that 10 to 15 knots out of the southeast and a nice north current, you're going to have a fun day of fishing without very much effort because you don't have to go far from shore. Well, I'm dolphin fishing tomorrow, Cap, for the first time in many, many, many moons. A buddy of mine, Brad's got a boat at work. He's taking me and the boys out tomorrow for a day. So I'll take your tips. Go out there. You said don't go too far offshore. Have some live bait handy. Uh, and look for the birds, man. Steve, the bird, bird, bird. Bird is the word. Well, that's the key, because I think, Bouncer, when we had you on earlier, you said you found some floating debris, some nice weed patches, but if there weren't any birds on it, there was no fish. Yeah. I have to go a little further. The birds have to be flying. We found something yesterday, and I couldn't get close enough to get a sharp picture, but we were out in 800 feet of water, Here's a turtle with a sooty turn sitting on his back. <laughs> and and, and uh, neither one of them was attracting any dolphin, apparently. But uh, but uh, one thing I can't overemphasize, Eric, with your trip tomorrow is yesterday some of our best dolphin were not found under birds. They were There was no weed line. There was no floating debris except for the beautiful bouncer's boat but uh, <laughs> but at any rate and the dolphin would just swim up to the boat so if you if you get out there in a couple hundred feet of water and the water's even reasonably pretty spend some time in that just into the edge of the current time because that's where some of the biggest dolphin are right now as we the weather gets as the water gets warmer they'll move offshore but right now a lot of the best dolphin are as soon as you get pretty water so even if you had to blind troll, spend some time in there. And and I can't overemphasize with the forecast at 10 to 15 how great live baiting on the edge will be. And by all means, make sure this weekend that you bring a couple of planers, mm-hmm. a couple of uh, lures, and some ballyhoo, and troll those planers in 20 to 40 feet of water wherever there's a hard bottom. There's a really good chance tomorrow you'll be able to troll up a grouper to kick off your grouper season. So those black groupers should still be on the reef. Not in the numbers they would have been in January, but still enough that you should be able to catch a good grouper dinner trolling planers, like I say, 20 to 40 feet of water wherever there's a hard bottom. 
So you want to add that to things you want to do? Another thing you want to add to your list for things to do this week, there is a scientist named Arthur Mariano. He's also a professor at the University of Miami. And he has a free fishing club. And it runs from October through May. And they meet at Shenanigans East, which is on uh, Federal Highway, just north of Sheridan Street. He has a free fishing club with a raffle. And his meeting this coming Wednesday night is a panel of fishing experts or people who wish they were experts like me. <laughs> and and we discuss whether you want to talk about dolphin fishing or bottom fishing, whatever you want to discuss the whole evening. Uh, the food there is great. The uh, beverages are great. And the camaraderie is spectacular. So come to Arthur's meeting, Dr. Arthur Mariano. He's a great guy. He puts on a great event. And you really ought to, when you get off work over there at, at the uh, selling boats, you should come by and join us, have a little dinner, uh, wet your whistle a little bit, and talk <laughs> fishing for a couple hours is really, really great. I like the idea, Steve Waters. I like it, man. Yeah, I've, I've been to uh, it's like the Hollywood Hills, Saltwater... Something, 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 something. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I can't get the website in the paper because it's, it's like long, take, yeah. takes up half a page. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it is a lot of fun. And I know Bouncer, you're, you're there most of the time. A lot of great captains and the information. Kip that, Smith is almost always there. Yeah, and, and the back and forth. And Mario and, Cote, and it's a real good collection of people. So. Yeah, yeah, no, that, that's great. Now, uh, and Bounce, I have to say, that was a great tip about don't be afraid to just blind troll or just drift around with live bait for the dolphin because I know sometimes we get too fixated on birds mm-hmm. and people go out there and it's like, we got to find a bird, we got to find a bird. And yeah. Next thing you know, you're in Bimini. That's right. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. You blind left troll, the man. dolphin way behind. So you can blind yeah, troll or run and gun. Or you got a couple of choices out there, Steve. You know what I mean? So well, yeah. I, the thing we're emphasizing, Eric, is don't run and gun right now. Right now is the time to put the baits out and then go searching. Because if you run and gun, if we ran and gun yesterday, we would have caught one dolphin instead of six. And it would have been one of our smallest ones. Well, that's a fine way to wrap the show up, Steve Waters. I, everything was going so smooth in that last comment I made, and Bouncer's got to give me a jam about <laughs> what I should not be doing yeah, after I said what I might want to try. So thanks, Cap, you're looking, for the really great no, way to wrap it up, man. You're looking at it the wrong way. Oh, uh, well, Am I really? I'll explain it to you. Yeah, we got so very little time. You're, you're ready to go fishing tomorrow. You're yeah, all set. I am. Right? Yeah. Luke Fuel has filled up the boat. Yes, sir. So you're all set to go. I'm you ready. and Brad and the boys. Yep. So Bouncer's saying, don't feel the need to chase after every bird, run and gun. <laughs> Just go out to 250, set up a nice drift, uh, right. and you'll be thanking them tomorrow evening okay. as you put those mahi on the grill. You're such a great mediator, man. Okay, thank you for the arbitration there, okay? Thank you so much. So That's <laughs> what I've been doing for the last 25 years. Hey, Cap, listen, man, before we go, man, happy belated birthday to you. No doubt about that. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you very much, and and you guys make it all worthwhile. So it wouldn't be a good birthday without you guys in my life. <laughs> well, have a fine day, Cap, and we'll talk to you soon, man. So hopefully see you at your boat, you okay? Thank you very much. Thanks, Bouncer. Go catch them, Eric. Catch a bunch. Thank you, Cap. And, and don't run and gun, Brandon. Pay attention to what the captain just said. Shall I?
Yeah, you know, I think you should, and then I'll be looking for the Facebook post. (laughs) What's our uh, page on Facebook? Facebook, it is the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Instagram, the Weekly Fisherman Show. So find us on both sites, okay? Yeah, I can't wait to see the photos of you and Matt and Sean holding up Big Dolph. Thank you very much. Uh, Chicago Mike, thank you very much. Steve Waters, thank you, my brother, as always. Oh, sure. My pleasure. Thank you. Great job keeping everyone in line. Thank you so much. Of course, the big show coming up next. you got Jeff DeForest, Paul the Pauly Man, uh, Dave Gurgles, Gurgly talking the Jam uh, Trivia Challenge. Jam Lexus Trivia Challenge, man. Those guys do a great job. You ever figured out some of the answers yet to Defoe's I'm questions still yet? still like 0 for 100. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he'll, he'll listen to the show here and make them easier on you, okay? Yeah. All right, you guys have a great day. Keep it for Sports Talk all day long. 940 wins Miami sports. We'll see you.